Hi, my name is Roger Jackson, host of the Arise Podcast. Today I sit down with Jacob Prado, pastor of Connections and Church Planning here at Rooftop Church. Today we go further in the sermon series, The Coming of the King. Today we are talking about the Magi and their search for the King. Welcome back to the Arise Podcast. Jacob, how are you doing? Doing great, Roger. How are you? Doing good. How's uh, the family during all the... The health scare right now. How are you guys doing? My uh, wife and children have been in social isolation for almost three weeks now, and they are loving it because they are introverted, stay inside, stay at home, leave me alone sort of people. So they are trucking right along. Oh, that's good. Uh, Unfortunately for me, my wife is not like that. No, she is not. She loves to be in front of people, and of course, she's the one who's working from home, and I'm the one who's still going in. Even though I'd rather not. <laughs> right, right, of course. That's that's always how that works. So uh, yeah, it's been it's been interesting in the the Jackson Jackson household too. Uh, so we're gonna kind of jump in today. We uh, we're doing a, a sermon series, uh, the uh, and we're talking about searching for the king. And I know this is uh, Jacob, one of your first uh, sermon series that you designed. Could you kind of just talk us through how how you uh, did that? Yeah. So we called uh, the series that this message is a part of, The Coming of the King, and this was our Advent series. Advent is the time in the church calendar, the time in the year that happens right before Christmas. Advent means coming, and it's just a time of preparation for the coming of the king. And so we said, hey, that would be a great, easy, low-hanging fruit sermon series title. Let's just call this The Coming of the King. And and what we did was, uh, kind of my, my hope was, to help people think through what it means to prepare for Jesus and then what it means to uh, respond to Jesus. And if you look at Scripture, there are kind of different reactions that people had to the coming of Jesus. Uh, For example, you have Joseph and Mary, whose at least initial reaction when the angel uh, Gabriel announces Jesus' birth, the initial reaction is kind of confusion, right? Like, what's going on here? Uh, You have the Magi, who very diligently searched for Jesus. You have the shepherds who were surprised by the angelic host. Uh, and then you have people like Anna and Simeon who are very were very faithfully and patiently waiting for the coming of the king. And so I said, hey, there, these are some approaches. This is what we're going to do. And so basically what we did is said, hey, what are, what are the ways people approach Jesus? And then what are the scriptures that uh, kind of break that out? And so we spent a little bit of time in the prophets, a little bit of time in Matthew, some time in Luke, obviously. And then for Christmas Eve, we really got into the actual arrival of the king for our Christmas Eve service, which was not on a Sunday. Uh, but our Christmas Eve service was kind of a culmination of this. It was, uh, we've been talking about Jesus' arrival, and then boom, he's here. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed this. This was good practice for me. It was kind of a short, little six-week series that I got to talk about and design and uh, it was just a, a fun process and got to have some really good conversations with my fellow pastors here at Rooftop about what went well, what went less well, and it was uh, it was fun. It was good. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, um, so I think today we're doing the Magi. Um, something you kind of said at the beginning I really, you know, really liked. You were talking about, uh, you know, the Advent and, you know, that means arrival and it was kind of cool because you were saying how, uh, you know, they were searching, they're searching for the king, but it's not just they're searching for, you know, this baby that's being born. 
you know, in that way, they're searching for, you know, Jesus, the, you know, man who's going to be sinless and, you know, die on the cross and, you know, raise to life and right. have the second coming. So I really thought it was really cool how, yes, at that moment, that's what they were searching for, but the importance of it was the overall picture. Yeah, and that's that's something I think we we can sometimes miss during the Christmas season, right? We're talking about Santa and consumerism and all these other things, but then there's this reminder, hey, Jesus came to Earth as a baby. That's the reason for the season. And yeah, the incarnation is obviously very important. God becoming man, hugely important. Um, But Christmas always points towards Easter, kind of to the point you're making, Roger. Uh, You know, Jesus' birth is not important just because it's his birth, right? Uh, Washington and Lincoln's birthdays are not important just because those are the days they were born. They're important because of what those people did later in life. And I think that's ultimately true of what's going on here. The Magi are searching for a king, right? They're not just searching for a baby. They're not just searching for the baby Jesus. They're searching for the king because they want to bring homage to him. They want to worship him. Um, you know, they are they are focused on Jesus not because of who he is at that moment, but because of who he is as a person and who he's going to be uh, and what he's going to do later in life. Yeah, and it's so kind of looking into that and looking at what they're what they're doing um let's kind of get to the question that in my head everyone wants to know what what is a magi or wise man is there three of them you know what 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 is this whole thing so who are the magi what are the magi this is for me one of the most interesting things about the christmas story uh growing up in the church right you've got your your little drum boy Christmas movies, and you have all these things that you, uh, at least I, kind of associated with the Christmas story. You've got shepherds and angels and barnyard animals and no room for Mary and Joseph at the end. Uh, but if you actually sit down and you read what Matthew says about the Christmas story, none of those things happen. Those are all things that happen in Luke's telling of a the birth of Jesus. And uh, so Matthew takes this kind of interesting perspective on Magi. Now, of course, affiliated with Magi, we have all these other Christmas stories and Christmas traditions. Uh, for example, that there are three Magi, or maybe three wise men, we three kings of Orientar, right? Uh, and they kind of come from wherever and uh, are co- accompanied by a little drummer boy as they come to see Jesus, and it's this, it's this great little story. But if you sit down and you look at what Matthew says, he doesn't tell us how many magi there are. Uh, he simply says that there are three gifts. He doesn't tell us where they come from, only that they come from the east, and that's a generic enough term that it's, there's not really any sort of geographical significance there. Uh, and Matthew doesn't really tell us who the Magi are, only that they're Magi. Now, for us, we're kind of this word has kind of become sanitized, right? There are wise men who visit Jesus. There are uh, maybe kings from the east uh, who visit Jesus. But that's not really what a Magi is. Uh, a Magi, uh, the word Magi, uh, is it, it was in Jesus' time kind of a technical term describing priests from Babylon or Persia who interpreted stars. So, 
uh, similar kind of conceptually to uh, what you might think of as an astrologer or an astronomer or really, uh, perhaps even better, a magician, which is a weird thing to think about when it comes to who is visiting Jesus. Uh, but in Acts 8, we run into this character known as Simon the Magician, and the word used by Luke to describe Simon the Magician is this same word, magi. So the magi are not just kind of these random wise men. They're not kings from the East. They're not philosophers. And they probably aren't necessarily even God-fearing pagans. They're, they're ancient magicians. That's who Matthew is describing comes to visit Jesus. They're ancient magicians who read the signs in the sky, and they come and they look for Jesus. Yeah, and that's actually, like, you know, you're saying now when you were, when you, were you know, up there, like, that part is, like, wow, that is weird. Like, you wouldn't just expect, like you said, not even pagan people who believe in God. Like, it's like, this is just what they do, and, you know, like, that's their job. Like, that's just what what they know to do. Right. So it is, it is crazy how... Like you said, you kind of, you know, get, things get over-sanitized and things get switched. You know, obviously the whole Christmas Eve and Santa, you know, all that is like that. Like, it's just, it is kind of, you know, you think about it, it's like, wow, that is interesting how much it changes to what it actually is. And and I know we were kind of, you know, as you were going, you were talking about, uh, you know, the context of it, of everything. And, you know, you mentioned this with the, the Magi and, you know, what were they? They interpret the stars. So, of course... There's a star, and that's where it's going to tell you where right. where the baby is born. So, all right, of course they would do that. That It, it would only make sense. And then you were also mentioning uh, that they were searching for a king, and they uh, were in contact with Herod the king. And so kind of talk about that because, you know, if they were searching for a king, and on their travels they ran into a king, what made them kind of realize or know that, okay, well, this isn't who we're looking for. Yeah, this is this is another just to me one of the interesting parts of the story because whoever the magi are, they kind of show up and they show up in Israel, and they go to Jerusalem, which is where you would expect to find a king in ancient Israel in Jerusalem. That's the the house of the king, the seat of the king. This is where King Herod the Great is ruling. the The temple is uh, the the Jewish temple is undergoing some renovations. It's it's about to become kind of one of the crown jewels of the Roman Empire, Jerusalem is. <coughs> and and so when they show up, they go looking for the, the king, and they find a king in Jerusalem. They find King Herod. Now, it's not, if you, if you kind of just read Matthew's story, it's not immediately evident uh, that the wise men, that the Magi kind of know uh, that Herod isn't the right king, right? Verse uh, Matthew chapter 2, 2, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? They ask Herod, right? So uh, kind of the the initial idea there almost seems to be, hey, uh, you're the king, where's the heir who has been born, right? Where's your son? This is kind of a, you know, where's where's Prince George Sort sort of a moment. But uh, Herod's reaction in verse 3, right, when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And so it, it seems like they kind of show up going, hey, where's the baby that you had born? 
And there's kind of this awkward moment where Herod's like, well, there's no baby who's been born here. And then they realize, oh, maybe there's more to what's going on here. Maybe there's uh, more that we need to do, which, of course, uh, we see in verse 9, right? The star continues to move. It rose again and went before them to rest at the place where the child was, right? In in Bethlehem, presumably, uh, which is, is where they're going here. Bethlehem is uh, a little further south than uh, Jerusalem. Not whether Mary and Joseph are in Bethlehem proper or kind of in the area surrounding Bethlehem. That's you know that's neither here nor there. But there's there's a, they have to travel a little bit of distance in order to get to Bethlehem. So <clears throat> it's this interesting idea that kind of led to the big idea, my big idea for the message, kind of the the, the big lesson I wanted people to take away from this. Christmas story is that those searching for the true king will find him, right? <clears throat> in in our world today, there are lots of good things. There are lots of good things that vie for our attention. Uh, there are, are lots of things that on their own are not necessarily uh, bad or wrong, uh, but we need to be focused on what's ultimately important. We need to be focused on the true king. We need to be focused on Jesus. So that's that's... Uh, that's what the wise men had to do. That's what the magi had to do. They couldn't just find any old king. They had to find the right one. Uh, and that's that's the challenge before us as well. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, I mean, it, it kind of lines up with that. It was it was good to hear that, especially at that time of year, because like you said, I mean, not that necessarily anything we're doing around Christmas is bad, you know, but, you know, buying gifts and having dinners with families and Christmas parties or whatever you're doing, like, you know, it's it's not necessarily bad things, but you know what you're really searching for. There there are things that you know take priority or take precedence and and, and stuff like that. So I, I really could relate to that. So I know you were talking a little bit about this, and this is more just curiosity than anything, I guess. You know, you were mentioning how Luke, you know, he tells a different story of this, and you were saying like it almost like you wouldn't even know that it was. He was saying like that they were telling the same story. Right. Why? Why was it like that? Was it just for, just to get a different angle of it, a different view? I mean, what what would make it be that so different? So there are <clears throat> there are kind of different reasons that we think Matthew and Luke are are telling the stories in the way that they are. Uh, <clears throat> on the one hand, it's actually a little odd that Luke who is written to a Gentile, which is written to a Gentile audience, tells the story about Jewish shepherds responding to Jesus, and that Matthew, which is written to a more Jewish Christian audience, tells the story of Gentiles coming to worship Jesus. So if you just kind of look at this ethically, which is sometimes how people do this, it's a little, it's a little bit odd. It's kind of like Matthew and Luke going, oh yes, you know, uh, the group of people of importance, administrators or philosophers or wise men or people of wealth, come and pay homage to the king. They come celebrate the birth of the king, right? In today's day and age, we do this too. <clears throat> if you think about the roy- you know, any of the random royal babies that are born uh, in the United Kingdom, right? We don't really send gifts anymore, but we tweet about it, right? That's what everybody does. Hey, congratulations. It's the same sort of thing in the ancient world. When a king is born, 
people pay attention. So Matthew, who is very interested in helping us see that Jesus is king, Jesus is the right king of Israel, uh, he is talking about kind of the kingly reception that Jesus receives. And Luke, who is very interested in uh, portraying Jesus as kind of the, the everyday common man that, that people can uh, access, not that he's not God or anything like that, but it talks about how Jesus is popular among the people. Uh, Luke is talking about how Jesus is accessible even to someone as lowly as shepherds, right? Uh, so I think those are, uh, there's kind of this thematic reason that Matthew and Luke are, are talking about different things. Um, I think there's also something to be said for who Matthew and Luke are getting their information from. Matthew is a disciple of Jesus, so he's going to get uh, probably some insider information uh, from Jesus himself about things that went down, right? The stories that Jesus would have been told as a small child about the story of his birth, right? Matthew's probably going to have access to things like that. Uh, and not that Luke wouldn't have access to information like that, but if you look at the uh, Luke's telling of the birth story, there's much more emphasis on Mary, He's, Luke talks about Mary and Elizabeth beforehand. He talks about the birth of John the Baptist. And then he kind of talks about the shepherds and how Mary is treasuring all these things and pondering them in her heart. And a lot of scholars think that Luke uh, knows Mary and kind of interviews Mary as one of his voices for the telling of his gospel. And so that would be another reason, right? Just different source material. Matthew's talking to Jesus. Luke's talking to Mary, and those are kind of the sources that they're using to, to dig into what's going on. And again, one of the things I, <clears throat> I tried to bring up in this uh, message was, um, as we look at the Christmas story, right? We need to be we need to be clear about who is saying what, uh, and we need to understand that Matthew and Luke are not necessarily telling uh, Christmas stories that. Uh, contradict one another. They're just telling different Christmas stories. And there are lots of reasons for why they're doing that. Different audiences, different themes, different sources. This is all part of the larger, richer context that helps us uh, understand it and make sense of, of what Luke is saying and what Matthew is saying and, and why they're saying it in the ways that they are. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, recently in the last, you know, six months to a year, the whole context thing has been really something that I've seemed to really like, okay, like really try to figure out and really kind of, you know, look at those different ways of, you know, how to make more sense of uh, the Bible without just kind of, which not that it's bad, but like kind of just looking at that underlying, like, you know, face value, this is on the surface and kind of figure out why things are, are said or what made that relevant or, or what that is like i really have really been trying to dig deep into to the to that context of things so that's really helpful to just kind of understand that because i never thought about the eat until you know you mentioned like that is weird how how different that those stories are so, yeah like, i kind of really like that um so then kind of towards the end you know you had your uh your three your three w's yes you know you had to get it you know with the wise man and get it all lined up yep <clears throat> and so i know we were uh you know you're talking about watch for signs uh work for answers and worship the king and uh, you know when you were explaining it, i was like man it, it's weird how you just sometimes like i said I, I this i'm sure people have this too but like for me like sometimes i'm just reading like i don't 
you know, kind of pause and think about it. And, and you know, when you're saying that, you're like, you know, they, they watch for signs and it's like, okay, you know, they had that star and, you know, oh, it came back up and it's going further. Like, okay, so we got to we gotta look for these things. You got to look at what's going around, what's going around you in the world mm-hmm. to kind of, to search for them. Like, especially, you know, like when you're, you know, coming in faith, like sometimes it's, it's you need that sign. Like, okay, like there's something I need and I have to find it. Like, you know, like I need that, that peace or that joy. And it's like, I got to stop and actually pay attention and try to figure that out. Yeah. And then with the, uh, the work for answers, I really like that too. Cause you know, you don't think about that either. You're like, that's pretty much what they were doing the whole time. Like, right. They went one place and like, Oh, he doesn't have a, a, an air to his throne. Like, okay. Like, so it's just this constant working and working and working to get to, to, you know, find the King to then worship him. Like, it's just really, I just like how, when you think about things in certain ways, like how how much it makes sense and how much it can apply to regular everyday life. Yeah, and and the the work of biblical interpretation is not always so simple as look at what a character in the Bible is doing and model your life after them. Right? That's not that's not always necessarily true. There's a lot in scripture that's descriptive rather than prescriptive, but. Here, and indeed throughout kind of this whole sermon series, right, as we're thinking about how people are interacting with and responding to Jesus, there are some good lessons for us, right? We ought to be searching for the king, too. We ought to be putting in the the work of of looking for answers, of watching the world around us, and and of worshiping as as we find the king. I mean, I think the Magi really are... Uh, instructive for us. Are they perfect? No, probably not. <clears throat> but the the way they go about doing this, I think there's there's some encouragement and there's some value for those of us who are also searching for the king. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And uh, Jacob, I appreciate you sitting down and, and talking about Magi and searching for the king and kind of, you know, that story that Matthew wrote. So thank you for sitting down. With me. Thanks, Roger. Um, guys, if you want to reach us on social, we actually recently just got Twitter. Woo! Twitter! We're working on TikTok. TikTok is next. So, we're all Arise Church STL on Instagram, <clears throat> Facebook, and uh, Twitter. Like I said, we're working on TikTok. And, you know, uh, Jacob, I know we just got some live streaming equipment that hopefully we'll get here yes. soon-ish. And so, we also have a YouTube account. That is starting to get videos on it. Yes. But we don't have enough subscribers to have the cool little URL yet. So that's coming. Yes. But. And so we're, you know, we have some things and, and some things going in place. And, you know, we're kind of excited to put out, push out more content. So definitely be looking for that. Um, obviously, you can still keep checking the, the podcast out on Spotify and Apple. Appreciate you guys listening and thanks for uh, listening to the Arise Podcast.